welcome to the first show of 2011. Happy 2011. Yes, happy new year. Happy holidays. I hope they all went well for everybody. Happy anniversary to Ryan Hecht and his lovely wife, Catherine. Yes, today, the day that we record, yes. this is Monday, January 3rd. It is our seventh wedding anniversary. That is awesome. Seven what, years. What is the standard gift for seven years? You know what? I'm going to look it up right now. You don't even know. I don't know because we're not, we're not doing gifts. No? No, because we're going on a cruise, so we figured that was the uh, – that was the uh, – Gift. I thought you were going to say something kind of hallmarky, like you are each other's gift. Oh, no, no, no. That's nonsense. No, uh, that's, seventh, some, that's something I would say to my wife. Seventh wedding anniversary. Traditional gifts are wool or copper. Okay. Modern gifts are desk sets. <laughs> okay. Uh, celebrating ideas and symbols. I don't know what that means. That's a gift? Celebrating ideas and symbols? No, I... You, you should you should get her you should get her a dictionary of anuktitut syllabics. <laughs> uh, oh oh, it's just ideas and symbols for that are made out of copper and wool, I guess. Interesting. So like a a, a sheep dipped in pennies. <laughs> yes. That's that's that that would be good. Yeah. Uh, desk set. Yeah. Uh, wow. So like Why? you could you could encompass everything. You go to IKEA, you get a desk, you fill every drawer with pennies. And that's how much money your marriage is worth. Yes. You know, we did the we did the the traditional gifts, I think, the first three years. And then yeah. we just said, the hell with it. You know, we've done um, – my wife and I have done the traditional gifts to some extent the first three years. And we've only been married for three years. Mm -hmm. So I guess this coming year will be uh, our fourth anniversary. And I have no idea what the gift can, is. Or... I can tell you what it is. Oh, what is, what is fourth? Fruit or flowers. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's that's great. Oh, I'm I'm set. I so know exactly what's pair. better. Yeah, I'll get her a pear. <laughs> and a pear tree. Oh, there you go. See? There. Look, I'm combining it all into one thing. You are. Uh so so yes, it is our anniversary. And I <laughs> Oh my god, and you're dying. <laughs> I have a cough. Can you can you turn away from your microphone when you're doing that? Oh my god. Okay. That's, that's how that's how how coughing I am. Wow. Yes. Uh, so what else? What else? Uh, we're going to do the music, and then we're going to do a show. Yeah, this Except is Fill Me In. This is Fill Me In, episode 130. Your official show date is Tuesday, January 4th, <laughs> even if I have no idea when to post the show. Yeah. Oh, yes, right. We have to talk yeah. about the days of the week. <laughs> I clearly don't know the days of the week. You, you, comple you completely don't. You oh, my God. You posted last week's show on Monday, thinking I, it was, I guess it was Tuesday? I did think it was Tuesday. I don't know what, what, I don't know what my problem was. I don't know. It was very confusing when I saw it, and I thought, oh, I must be wrong. I, must, no. I should be at work right now. <laughs> no, I, I don't know. I got, I got through the day, and uh, I was busy all day, and then it got to be late at night, and I, I suddenly thought, oh, my God, I have to – I've got to put the podcast up, and so then I edited it, and then I, I stayed up late, and I edited it, and I, I put it all together, and then I put up the post, and blah, 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 and then the next day, uh, I saw somebody post it on Facebook. I think Eric Peterson responded to the Facebook link and said something like, oh, is it Tuesday already? 
And I thought that was, you know, meant to be a joke. Like, ha ha ha. Oh, has it already been a whole week since uh-huh. the last show? And I didn't even think anything of it. And then Nicole Hirsch responded to it saying that it was an extra long show and, and we were able to get her on her drive all the way to Los Angeles or something. And I thought, oh, life is good. Wonderful. Tra-la. And then somehow later in the day, it suddenly triggered that in my brain uh, that it was just Monday. Yeah. And wow. Yep. So I totally wow. screwed that up. Yeah, you did. You did. Uh, I think it'll be okay, though. Yeah? I, I think we can recover from that. Okay. Will that be one of the highlights of our 2010 recap? I believe it will be. <laughs> I can't wait for it, and it's going to come up right after the music. Which was Jag on a head. Wow. Was it? Yes. That's incredible. This 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 week it was. 130 consecutive episodes featuring Jag on a Hank. Wow, that's a record for most songs in a row on a crossword podcast. I think it is. I think yeah. it is. So we're going to recap 2010 fairly 2010. quickly. 2010. Fairly quickly. Here we yeah. go. Uh, what happened? At the, at the American Crossword <laughs> Tournament, uh, we saw the... the the victory, the triumphant victory of one Dan Fayer. Saw the inevitable is what we saw. That is, it's true. Dan Fayer finally rose to the top of the ranks. He had been the winner of the C Division. He had been the winner of the B Division. He had been the winner of Lollapazoola 2. And finally, he became the winner of the A Division. Yes. Uh, also also featured at the American Crossword Puzzle Tournament was the triumphant victory of one Ryan uh, uh, Mary Elizabeth Hecht. Yes. Uh, I don't know your middle name. Philip, Ryan Philip, Philip Hecht, Philip. Um, uh, who won the E division yes. by, by a massive margin over whoever came in second. I don't believe it was a massive margin, but well, I think the, 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 the key there is just the fact that you and I won it in consecutive years. I think. That's true. I won the E division in 2009, and then you won it in 2010. Now, in 2010, I took home a trophy as well. It was third place of the D division, so uh, that is our expectation for Ryan yes. this coming and, spring. And I should point out that that I think a week before the ACPT, you said on this show that I had no chance of winning the E division. I definitely said that, and I, I totally believed it, too. Yes, so did I. I. I was certain you had no chance of winning. You had you had your, your system, you had your, your, I had your my technique, uh, you had your cyst, and, uh, and then you didn't do your cyst, and so I, I thought certainly there was no chance at all. No, I, had, I came up with an emergency cyst. Yep, you did, and and I tried to even psych you out of it. I believe during you Puzzle did. Seven, didn't I? You did. You did. I tried to hex you several times over. You did, and it did not work. No, it did not work. So or you... or did it? Oh, reverse hex. Looks at the uh, hey, reverse hex, indeed. Isn't that a gymnastics move? I don't know. It might be the reverse hex. Ah. I was never very good at gymnastics. <laughs> really? <laughs> yeah, I know that's hard to believe. I said shocking. Hey, All right, so Lala, we're going to do this quickly. Lala Pazula, the three, triumphant. Uh, Jeffrey Harris, the mysterious Jeffrey Harris, won. Uh, he did. He won we didn't the, know him before that. Express division. He won handily. Uh, Jeffrey Dubner, who I believe is either a lawyer or a law student, won the local <laughs> division. Yep. Uh, our first ever pairs winners were Amy Goldstein and her son, Evan O'Donnell. And, uh, the, of course, it was the Great Pickle giveaway, and the pickle was given away to one Robin Orr. Yes. Yes. Fantastic. Congratulations to all of them. All of the winners. All of them from, like, six months ago. 
Uh, next, next, I think this year, if we if we do it again, we're going to be giving away that uh, fire alarm. <laughs> I hope so. I hope so. Uh, we uh, we also went to Boston and and checked checked out the Boston Crossword Tournament hosted by the the Harvard Crossword Society Corporation of the World uh, and June Pock. Yes. Uh, Eric Maddy won the Boston tournament as one of the twenty seven college tournaments that he won. Yes. And he, he goes he goes across the world, around the world, around the country to all these colleges and wins all of them. But he can't be bothered to come to Lollapazula. Yeah, Eric Maddy, we expect to see you at Lollapazula four. Yeah. You better be there. Uh, also in Boston, we uh, we had pizza at Santarpio's finally. Not me. Oh, I had pizza at Santarpio's finally. You went to Boston a, a, an additional time. I did. I did. I actually played piano for the circus for a couple of weeks in right, Boston, right, right, right. and it was during that window of time that I hung out with uh, with June and Kelly Langan and Maureen and her husband Michael, and uh, we all went to Santarpio's uh, and enjoyed pizza there. All right. And, and also meat on a stick. I seem to remember there was meat on a stick. That sounds delicious. Was. Uh, the Pleasantville tournament. Neither of us uh, went. Nope. <coughs> uh, but that's where you got that cough, isn't it? <coughs> wow. Oh, my God. Okay, so you have to edit the show, and you're going to have to take out some of this coughing. Uh, I'm not going to take any of it out. Okay, wonderful. In <laughs> other 2010 news, uh, we stopped blogging. We stopped uh, blogging. We stopped blogging. Also, uh, Jim Horn stopped blogging. Jim Horn retired from wordplay. Yep, that's true. Uh, in, what else happened in 2010? Uh, I, just on personal notes, uh, I, I went back to school. I went back to school. You went back to school. Uh, we, we have different roles at school. Yeah, you went back to school as a student who isn't actually at school. Right. And I went back to school as a teacher who is at school. Yes. Okay. I have a 4.0. Did I mention that? Do you really? Yeah, this might be the only time I can actually mention say that. So wow. I'll say it while I can. Wow, that's fantastic. Two classes, two A's, 4.0. Wow, I think the closest to 4.0 I ever got was I got four points, I think, on my driver's license for speeding tickets. But I'm bummed. Let me ask you a question. If you get an A+, plus, is that a higher GPA or is that just an A+. Plus? I think it's higher because I, <laughs> I think four is just A+. Uh-huh. I think four is A, three is B, two is C, and so the pluses and minuses take that up and down. I think if you were to get all A pluses, you'd end up with like a 4.3. Really? I think so. All right. Something to, to strive for. I'm not sure. None of the schools I ever went to worked on the GPA system where it was that kind of number. What kind of when, number was it? Well, I don't know. In high school, they didn't really do a GPA thing. My high school didn't do a GPA, so there was – I don't know what my average was. And in college, we did a GPA, but I, I feel like it I – don't, I don't remember it being that kind of number. I never saw it, whatever it was. All right. But I suppose if I had one, it would not have been a 4.0. It would have been a 3-point-something. At that time. Oh, well. uh, let's see. So uh, my wife went back to school. She was That's true. She's in nursing school. My wife went back to school. She went to wife? cosmetology school. Cosmetology school. Uh, uh, my wife and I moved. Uh, I moved. My wife stayed where she is. Uh, and uh, th so that's personal stuff. That's right. Uh, let's see. Moving on. New York Times. Paula yes. Gamache. A thousand Bearer puzzles. of bad news. Bearer of bad news. How many puzzles? 173. Wow, that's impressive. That's a lot of puzzles. Congratulations, Paula. Yes. Uh, we already mentioned uh, Jim Horn, of course, retired from wordplay. Patrick Merrill this is retiring or retired on yesterday. Yes, yeah, so he started off 2011 <laughs> with retirement. Uh, 
and is now being taken over by one Deb Amlin. Yes. Uh, get to that. We'll get today. to that. Bit. Okay, we'll we'll get to that. And then, yeah. uh, of course, we have the ascension of the Hirsches. Yes. This time last year, I don't know if we even knew who Jared and Nicole Hirsch were. It seems but... like every year, every year that we've been doing this, we uh, uh, somebody who we've never heard of yep. uh, from some part of the world starts contacting us and uh, frequently yep. and becomes big fans of the show and whatever the hell we do. And they turn out to be very nice and awesome people. It's and, true. Uh, it happened in 2009 uh, with Bruce Sutphin yep. and Eric Peterson. Yeah, we didn't know. See, and by not knowing who they are, we mean like they weren't characters at the ACPT, like they weren't in wordplay, they aren't known to the community. And then they suddenly appear and, and we grow to love them. Right. Uh, so, and, and then this, this past year, 2010, was Nicole and Jared Hirsch. Sir. Yeah. They came all the way from the West Coast to Lollapazoola 3, and uh, from what I understand, they're going to be naming their baby Lollapazoola. Yes. Uh, they have a baby due in May uh, and a baby boy. Mm-hmm. So I, I guess Lollapazoola works as a boy's name. Maybe it should be Lollapazoolas. Lollapazoolas. Sure. That, that sounds a little more masculine. I, uh, I'm all for it. Excellent. Uh, and I did every uh, uh, puzzle in the New York Times. That is awesome. That is a major accomplishment. Congratulations. <laughs> Ryan is dying in the background. Oh, thank you. I didn't, I didn't no Google every puzzle. No. You need a no Google year. I think 2011 is going to be your no Google year. Uh, too late. Oh, oops. Uh, so in 2010, there were 52 of every day of the week except for Friday. There were 53 Fridays in 2011. That makes two. I mean, in 2010, that makes 2010 a relatively difficult year because uh, it has an yes. extra Friday on it. Like 2009 but, but, might have had an extra Thursday, so it was well, a little bit of an easier. 2011 is going to have an extra Saturday. Yeah, even more difficult. Yes, it's going to be a difficult year in puzzles. I know. How many puzzles do you think Paula Gamache will do in 2011? All right, here's the over under. I'm going to put the over under at uh, uh, 28. 28. I'm definitely uh, in in all seriousness I'm going under on that. You're going to go under. Okay. We're talking about daily New York Times puzzles, yes. right? Yeah. Definitely under. I, I my guess for her is going to be 12. Okay. That's what I think she's going to do in 2011. All 12. right. Well, the official uh uh fill me in over under for Paula Gamash in 2011 is 28. I think it's a bad over under. We're going to lose a lot of money on this one. All right. You you just wait and see. Okay. I'm, I'm going waiting. over. Okay. Okay. How much money are you putting on that? Don't worry about it. Okay. <laughs> Don't worry about it. Let's just say uh, tuition. Oh, oh, wow. Well, there was our 2010 recap. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. Tune yes. in next year for our 2011 recap. Yeah, it'll be just as good as that. <laughs> news. We have news. We do. We have a great deal of news. <laughs> You want me to read the news so you don't asphyxiate? <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, my God. Our first big news is about Across Light. We heard a rumor that the company that produces Across Light uh, is going to be upgrading things. This is what they have to say on their website. We are pleased to announce that the next generation of crossword solvers from LitSoft, including Across Light, on computers and mobile devices, will embed a new and revolutionary version of Alex Boisvert's crossword butler service within them. 
This integration will enable crossword enthusiasts to discover, organize, and access crossword content that they prefer seamlessly from the software and uniformly across all platforms and devices. What do you think about that? I'll tell you what I think about that. Uh, I just bought an iPad. You bought an iPad? I bought an iPad. I uh, wow. so sold some stuff on eBay, raised the money, bought an iPad, and I'm using that standalone. Uh-huh. And it's much better than a Crosslight. Is it really? It is. All right. Uh, that's what I have to say about that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> that doesn't really answer any of this. Um, I, here's what I really am excited about. The uh, the Crossword Butler, Alex Boisvert's Crossword Butler was awesome. And was it, it, but it, I don't understand. Two weeks ago, there was news that the Crossword Butler is gone. No, Done. well, no, here's the thing, is that the Crossword Butler, Alex Boisvert stopped making the Crossword Butler uh, easily available or maybe stopped offering updates, he said, because something was in the works. Maybe it's because this is in the works and that uh, there th that there's an effort to legitimize the Crossword Butler. I guess I'm implying it's illegitimate, but by using the Crossword Butler, you're avoiding things like advertisements, you're avoiding things like, uh, well, it's really like advertisements. If you get the New York Times puzzle I guess part of it is that the New York Times is also showing off advertisements for things and you're forced to see them if you want their puzzle. And if you use the butler, you skirt around that. Uh -huh. uh, and so this is maybe a way to use the butler and for the, the puzzle sources not to lose their advertising demographic. Like the ads will show up in a cross light anyway. Oh, okay. Which I always find annoying. I hate ads. Yeah, ads are not good. Well, uh, but in all uh, uh, seriousness, this I know you've taught you have the standalone for the iPhone, right? I do. It's really great. It's it's terrific <laughs> software. Uh, I don't do puzzles on the iPhone. It's just unwieldy for me. I like it, it I is, like the pencil better. It's way too small. But I will say that if anybody has an iPad, this is perfect. I mean, the size of the iPad is perfect for solving crosswords, and it's it's got a it automatically downloads. All these, I mean, it works like the Crossword Butler. It does. Does it have ads on the screen though? While you no, do there's it? no ads. Really? I'm, you know, Alex Bauer, you listen to this show. Uh, I wonder what you could say about this. Yeah. I'm really curious uh, what's happening here with this across light. Are we announcing something that isn't for real? I mean, it's on the internet, so it must be true. Uh, but I don't really know. I, I, I don't know much about it. Um, I don't oh. know. Okay. Oh gosh. Uh, uh, the Kindle. You can now get uh, several volumes of old New York Times crosswords for the Kindle. I have a Kindle as well. I have, a, I have the old Kindle. I have the original Kindle, which is okay. – uh, I, I can't imagine it, it being enjoyable at all to solve a crossword on a Kindle. I don't see how it would be all that much different from solving it on, on an iPad. Well, the iPad is you touch it. You touch a Kindle too. Well, you touch the screen. It's got a touch screen. A Kindle doesn't have a touch screen. No, but it has a little keyboard on it. Yeah, but it's very slow. You know, I've always wondered what the hell the keyboard was even for. I thought a Kindle was for reading. Well, I mean, Kindle, you, with the keyboard, you can search. Oh, really? Yeah. I don't have a Kindle. I don't know. Uh, well, that's what the keyboard is for. But but it uses a thing called liquid paper or electronic paper. It's okay. not liquid paper. That's, yeah, a, li that's white out. That's white out. Lose electronic paper, and it's very. it takes a very long time for anything to render. Okay. Uh, much longer than on a computer screen or whatnot. So it just seems like it would be a very slow process. Okay. This is well, all I'm saying. I don't know. 
I, I don't know either. I still, I prefer, I mean, I like crossword books, but I like them in paper. I like using pencil and paper. I am slowly slogging my way through uh, tough and tougher crosswords right now. Really? That's the book I have uh, by the piano at, at work uh, that I'm doing when I'm not playing. I'm doing that crossword book. It's a collection of old sun puzzles, all of the difficult themeless and warrior puzzles. They're all by Karen Tracy and Byron Walden. Very difficult, very challenging, kicking my ass. That's very difficult. Yeah. Uh, uh, now, Ad- Adria Carla Michaels. Uh, oh, does she have a nickname? Not yet. Uh, has mentioned that the constructor bylines have disappeared from the Kindle version. Uh, that I believe she noticed because the ad for the Kindle version shows a crossword puzzle by her, uh-huh. and her name is nowhere to be seen <laughs> on the screen. This is ridiculous that these crosswords are being repurposed and repackaged, and people are making money off of them, except for the constructors. Well, you know what? It is ridiculous. It is ridiculous, <laughs> and I love the constructors, and I think it's ridiculous. I will say, though, do you is is there an agreement somewhere when you write these puzzles that says that you will get like further acknowledgement or is there an agreement that says you will not get further acknowledgement well, this think... should this should be in the agreement that you sign it should if you be. right if you do a puzzle for the new york times and they say to you when we use this again your name will be attached then yes 100% of the time your name should be attached and if they say and you will get 1% then you should get 1% but if the agreement is that we are buying you out that this is work for hire we buy you out and we own the puzzle after it's done then it's disappointing if you're not attached to it, but it's hardly the New York Times' obligation. No, I'm not saying this. But I, I'm not. I'm not trying to side with the Times. I'm just trying to. I'm just trying to say the reality of the contract, though. No, right? I, 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 I agree with you on that, and I think that. I, I don't. I obviously I don't know what the contract is. I'm. Sh- I, I'm pretty sure they don't get constructors don't get additional money after their initial fee. I think Will Shorts has pushed to have their names attached when they're repurposed into books and republished and whatnot. But it's the kind of thing where every constructor wants their puzzle in the New York Times because it's the gold standard. So you have to make sacrifices, I guess. Well, I, you know, it's – I would love to see – I mean, I don't know what the arrangement is. I don't know if you sign a, a, a contract or anything like that when you – get a puzzle in the times or if there's just sort of a list of rules and you accept them i mean is it like you know the 30 pages terms of use agreement on itunes that i just sort of click accept and (laughs) you know i don't read any of that garbage and and i just agree to it i mean is that the case Are, are are constructors just agreeing to whatever so that their puzzle gets approved and they get paid like oh well i'd rather get paid 200 dollars and deal with whatever than not be included i I imagine that's that's what they're dealing with i guess so it's it's a little it's still a little seems a little shady it seems to me more i'm just going to say it seems to be more that the the constructors i would think i would think i am not a constructor so i don't know but i would think that they should have more issue with the 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 rules of the new york times and that agreement than with later on down the road when the cookie jar gets made and the puzzles on the outside of it and the name isn't there yeah. That it, it at that point it seems too late to have an issue with it because sometime prior you agreed to a circumstance in which your name was not guaranteed. Right. Right. Am, am I right? No, I, I agree with you. I would I say agree. argue with the contract, not the result. I, I would think. I and think I the think arg- I, the argument is totally valid. I want to make that clear. The argument is a hundred percent valid. I just think that 
you need to argue it sooner. Well, I think that, you know, the New York Times doesn't have to make a lot of concessions because they know everybody wants their puzzle in the New York Times. So why there's no there's no reason for the New York Times to change it. Well, maybe. But if there's no reason for the New York Times to change it and then there's no willingness to 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 stand up for that against the New York Times, then all that happens when the when the merchandise comes out is 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 a little bit of just sort of like, I don't know, empty complaining. Sour grapes. I mean, it's. Well, I don't know. I don't know. It's super disappointing, and I totally get that. But where does it get you? It just sort of gets I – mean, I don't know where it gets you. Well, ask uh, – I feel Dr. like I'm sounding like a jackass here, and I don't mean to be. I totally <laughs> side with the constructors here. Your name should be attached to everything. This is exactly how I feel when I write music for something that then gets repurposed somewhere else, and my name isn't attached to it. And certainly this didn't just happen with a show that I wrote and that got produced without my name attached to it this past winter. No, that didn't happen at all. It didn't infuriate me one bit. <sighs> Sorry, got carried away there for a moment. Uh I don't know. I don't know. I totally agree with the sentiment, and I, I wish it was different, but I think the argument needs to happen at the beginning and not at the end. All right. Well, we don't have an answer. Am I a jackass? No, I you're am. not a jackass. I, I agree with you. I agree okay. with you. I feel like I'm a jackass. Andrew Carla Michaels, I love you. I don't want to be a jackass. All I think right. You're absolutely right. You're absolutely right. Okay, we're going to move on. I just want to make that clear. We're going to move on. We're going to, okay. We've already mentioned wordplay. Uh, Deb Amlin, of course, uh, uh, has started on January 3rd, her yes, blogging good. career. That's uh, right. Good and Jim Horn, very graciously, has, has uh, given over the reins. What do you call it when you do the reins? Uh, you pass the torch. Pass the torch. Something to do with reins. Really? You uh, pass, you, you unattach the reins and then attach them to a different horse. I don't know. You're not supposed to change horses midstream. Right. That's true. So I don't really know. So he said, while doing that with the reins and the horses, he yep. said, it's interesting to note that with uh, Ryan and Brian no longer blogging and Deb taking over wordplay, three of the four most popular daily crossword blogs will be written by women. It will be up to Michael or Rex Parker to hold up the Y chromosome viewpoint. That's true. So you got Deb Amlin at Wordplay. You've got uh, Amy Ronaldo at uh, OrangeDoesTheBlog.com. What is her thing called? Crossword, <laughs> crossword Fiend. A Crossword yeah. Fiend. Um, and uh, and then uh, Angela, a, a Puzzle Girl, is uh, you know handles the LA uh, blog. LA. The LA Crossword Blog. Yes. Yes. And about the can, LA Times. You can still read Jim Horn's uh, uh, musings. At jimhblog.com. Yes. And he has a wonderful, wonderful introductory or reintroductory post about his time at the New York Times. It's really fantastic. Yes. So there is that. Yes, indeed. Oh, you know, and I will say, Deb Amlin, thank you very much. You linked to uh, our Lollapazoola page on your introductory wordplay post. Uh, I really appreciate that link. Thank you. Wonderful. What else do we have to talk about? Inuktitut syllabics. Oh, yeah, this is very important. We just learned about Inuktitut syllabics last week, and we're told they have a Facebook page. Uh, I had no idea. 
uh, uh, sorry, someone is chatting with me on Facebook all of a sudden. Oh well, you should not be looking at that. Well, I I didn't mean to look at it. It it blinked and it it bleeped in my headphones. All right, then you read. I'm going to move on. And if to syllabics, if you want to join their Facebook page, not a lot is happening there, and I can't understand most of it because it's written in inuktitut. Inuktitut uh, syllabics. <laughs> But in other news, uh, the blog, the very wonderful blog, the uh, An Englishman Does American Crosswords, is also changing in the new year. Ross Beresford, the Englishman, uh, has said that uh, he is not going to be blogging the Daily Puzzle any longer. Okay. And that's disappointing because I've always enjoyed his take on the puzzles. Yeah. Uh, but in other more positive news, maybe for him, he's becoming an American citizen. So it wouldn't even – the title wouldn't even work anyway. That's right. So – a lot of changes happening there. Maybe he'll blog about the English crosswords now. Maybe Ooh, he'll do an American does the English crosswords. <laughs> that sounds good. I like it. Uh, now, tell me about the Syracuse. Oh, yeah. So in the in the local paper here, there was a puzzle produced uh, here in Syracuse that's something like 900 clues and answers. It's a huge, huge grid spanning, if you open up a newspaper, you know, the full width that spans both pages. And it's just gargantuan. And uh, somebody I work with showed it to me, and I've started trying to solve it, but it's very difficult. Uh, part of what makes it difficult is that it doesn't follow all of the crossword rules, and there are a vast number of unchecked squares. And so if it just happens to be some trivia answer that I don't know, oh, well, then I'm kind of screwed. You know who wrote it? Uh, I, unfortunately, I can't remember the constructor's name. I saw it when I looked at it. It wasn't a name that was familiar to me. All right. Um, but I'm still working on it, and when I'm not doing tough and tougher crosswords, that's what I have uh, to work on. It's harder to do that just sort of like in between piano cues mm -hmm. just because it's so huge I have to have it spread out on a table. Uh -huh. um, I believe it's I, pronounced piano coups. Oh, maybe it is, piano Which coups. leads us to our next segment, word arguments. Yes, word arguments. I mispronounce things, apparently. I well, mispronounce Q-U-A-Y. How do you say it? I said quay. And how do I say it? I don't know how you say it. I always thought it was K. I just thought it was Quay because it looks like Quay. Yeah. And, and I think I've also heard it pronounced Key. I've heard Key and K, but never Quay. Well, apparently it can be pronounced all three ways. Key, K, and Quay. Well, we got a note from Eric Peterson who said, Down here, Key, K, and Quay all mean the same thing and are pronounced the same way. But I can't tell from his note what way they are pronounced. Right. Uh, and get Kevin Ashworth Smith, uh, the uh, famous actor. From New Zealand. From New Zealand, the famous yeah. New Zealandish actor. Uh, <laughs> says, uh, some years ago I went to Singapore on a couple of work trips, which is actually very close to New Zealand. Singapore just, is? Yeah, I mean, it's relatively close. So it's, you know that because you've done all those sporkle right. quizzes about countries of the world. It's north. It's north, and maybe it's a little to the left. It's north of New Zealand? Yes. Isn't isn't most of the world north of New Zealand? Depends on which way you go. No. North is north, no matter where on the globe you are. <coughs> it's north. It's north of New Zealand. Like everything. <coughs> Not everything. What's south of New Zealand besides Parts of uh, Australia. Antarctic? Oh, okay. Anyway, Kevin Ashworth Smith said, <laughs> some years ago I went north to Singapore on a couple of work trips. There are, there are lots of quays over there, and they all say key. And in English, and English is an official language, so I went with it. Keys in Singapore are as plentiful as piers in San Francisco. Speaking of which, I recently met a South Dakotan. Dakotan? Dakotan? Dakotan. A South Dakotan. Dakotan? 
one from South Dakota is a South Dakotan. Uh, who informed me that their state capital is pronounced like that way, like peer, not like key. So P-I-E-R-R-E in South Dakota, the capital of South Dakota, is pronounced peer. Not Pierre? Not Pierre, peer. It's not, it's not the French way? It's not the French way. Interesting. It's interesting. Uh, I plan yeah. on uh, mispronouncing things in the future. Okay. Uh, uh, one, one more installment about near miss. Yes. You, your argument about near miss is that uh, it's a miss that was almost a hit, right? Uh -huh. Near miss is a miss that's almost a hit. And I saw and wondered about the term near dead, uh -huh. which is not uh, dead, but almost dead. It is, it is not dead. It is very specifically not dead. If something is near dead, my car is near dead. Uh, the body was left on the road near dead. Uh, I, I don't know, uh, but it's not dead. So well, that's that. So then it doesn't work the same way as near miss, because well, then near miss would be a not miss. Not right? everything has to work the same way. I'm just saying. Uh, I, I just I, wonder about this. I, it's it is interesting. Why isn't there a more thorough system? <laughs> for this or for just everything. You know what, for everything. Let's just get it all out there. Why isn't there a more thorough system for everything? That's a good question. But yeah. uh, so now we're going to move on to the contest of Then Then. Yes, I just want to say, maybe viewers have noticed, there was no viewer mail this week. No, no viewer mail. So why not? What's up? Write to us. Yeah, rbxblog at gmail.com. Write us a letter. Tell us a story. Anything. We want to hear from you. Uh, so Peter, so the contest of then then was a contest by uh, Tyler Hinman, and it involved you start with a, uh, a potent potable, and then you do something, and you rearrange it, and then you get uh, a world capital. Yes. And nobody got it except for Peter Gordon because the world capital was equal equaluit. Yes. Uh, this is how we got into inuktitutsalabics, is it not? I believe so. Yes. So we wanted to ask how he how he figured this out, and so he said uh, to get to uh, 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 the potent potable was tequila. He said I first tried martini and that didn't work. Then I tried tequila and got it. So there's okay. that. That that's, that's it. his process. Wow, wow. Yep. And that's that's why he is Peter Gordon. Yes. There you go. All right. The contest of then. The contest of the, oh, the, should, should I take this one? Go ahead. Okay, the contest of then came to us from Alex Boisvert, and it was uh, create an anagram word ladder to change Brian into Hecht. So that was uh, you change one letter and rearrange the letters to form new words to respell Brian as Hecht. And uh, so we had a number of good answers, and obviously the fewest steps possible was five steps. Uh -huh. You know, one step change each letter, since there are no common letters. Um, Joanne Sullivan wrote to us and said, uh, I came up with 82 ways to anagram Brian to Hecht in five steps, which is the minimum amount. Uh, and she then listed all 82 ways, wow. which we're not going to read here. Nope. We also heard from Jeremy Horwitz, uh, the reverend genius Jeremy Horwitz, uh, two-time of the Jets. And he said, uh, here's one that's not so short. Should I read this? Go for it. Uh, Brian, Rainies, Sonar, Soars, Cross, Scrod, Words, Resod, Sired, Grids, Gyros, Visor, Vials, Solve, Verso, Verbs, Rebus, Sober, Worse, Sword, Downs, Winos, Rosin, Robin, Brain, Train, Irate, React, Cheat, Hect. Interesting. You know what? We have to disqualify this. There's a, there's a problem in this. Is there? Uh, rosin to Robin does not rearrange the letters. It just changes a letter. Oh, sorry, Jeremy. So we were going to award you a victory, but clearly this is uh, faulty. 
This is you tried to put a pull a fast one on us and you, you did. failed. Yep. Sorry. Nice try. Try again. If if you went from Rosin to Binor, that's true. Then it would have worked. It would have. Sorry. But our winner this uh, week was Eric Johnston. Eric, Eric Johnston. Johnston. <laughs> from Saudi wow. Arabia. Oh my God. Right. Saudi Arabia. We went, wow. Uh, are you are you choking on the Saudi Arabian sand? I believe so. Yeah. Went from Brian to Heck by uh, going Brian Cairn, nicer, niche, ethic, hecked. Well done. Well, well done, done indeed. In many of the submissions we got this week, Cairn was the second word. Really? A lot of people chose to go from Brian to Cairn. Well, when you look at the letters in hecked and you try to swap one letter out of Brian, the C, you know, it, there, there aren't that many good options. Yeah. Uh, you know, for that first step. And so Cairn was a, was a common one. Cairn. So Eric, you're our winner. Congratulations. Uh, you might have to send me your address so I can send you a book. Yes. Well, uh, does, any, does anybody else not get a book? People who expected prizes, have you not gotten prizes? I, I think I've forgotten a couple. Is... So email me and let me know if you haven't gotten a prize and you were supposed to, and I'll try to get my act together. Get it together. I'll try. The Contest of Now is brought to you today by Todd McKay and Amanda Yesnowitz, the Unparalleled Parallel Verse Engineer, a shining light to us all. It is yes. a. It comes in the form of a short one-act play. Yep. Uh, the character, the, the actors in this play are you and me, and Tony and Catherine. That's correct. The Hects and the Simmets and the Carringtons. <laughs> uh, all together again. For the first time. That's right. Here it is. Hey, gang. Dinner's ready. What's all this? Well, Ryan and I decided to make a fill-me-in themed dinner. Yeah, we each prepared a food entree whose name appears in the title of one of our past podcasts. How interesting. Dig in. Tony, I don't keep track of podcast titles, but there is something interesting about these two entrees. <laughs> Do you mean how they represent two completely different world cuisines? <gasps> That's true, but I was thinking about how you can anagram the combined letters from both entrees and get the name of a state capital. Hmm. Is Heartburn a state capital? What are you two talking about? Are you going to finish that? And if you need us to send you the script, uh, the password this week is Cairn. 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 The password is Cairn. Look on the horizon. It's a thunder god, and he's hopefully carrying a lozenge for me. <laughs> Did you just say he's hopefully carrying a lozenge for me? I said carrying, but... I know, but it sounded like Cairn. Well, I have a cold. Well, I thought, I thought maybe that was you were doing a little bit of a pun. He's hopefully carrying a lozenge for me. Do you really think I, I can think that quickly? <laughs> no. No, so why would you even think I was doing that? Okay. Monday, 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 December 27th, 2010 by C.W. Stewart. This puzzle was about, about uh, Johnny's. Right? Am I right? Am I looking at the right puzzle? Johnny's. About who? John, Johnny's. Here's Johnny. Oh, oh, right. Johnny Bench, Johnny 60 Cash. Across. Here's Johnny and 60 Across. Classic TV intro or a hint to the starts of 16, 22, 30, 42, and 47. What are you, what are you doing trying Who's to doubt Johnny me Johnny River? 
who's Johnny Miller? I don't know. And uh, who's Johnny Nash? Johnny Nash? Yeah, we had, isn't John, yeah, Johnny Nash. Johnny Bench was a catcher for the Reds. Johnny Cash was the man in black, a country singer. Johnny Miller? Don't know. Johnny Rivers? Don't know. Johnny Nash? Don't know. All right. You have a buzzer? Uh, Tuesday, December 28th, by Robert A. Dahl. This was all about... uh, uh, You have no idea. You had two-word terms where you swapped the words around to change their meaning and give it a clever clue. Oh, right. So uh, uh, instead of mini-marathon, you had marathon mini. Instead of submarine, you had marine sub. Correct. Uh, Extra fine became fine extra, and semi-precious became precious semi. Yep. That was it. Nice Tuesday puzzle. Wednesday, December 29th, by one-time wordplay blogger Patrick Merrill. Uh, This puzzle featured five, four, five, some number of instances of an N with an Enya over it. A tilde. What do you mean, an Enya? An Enya. An Enya is the Irish uh, New Age singer. No, when you put a little squiggly line over an N, it's an Enya. But the squiggly line is a tilde. By itself, it's a tilde, but over an N, it's an Enya. What if you put a tilde over an Enya? Well, then you got a tenenyelda. All right. <laughs> Let's not even talk about the puzzle. <laughs> Thursday, December 30th by Joe Crozel Rhymes with Puzzle. Perhaps the most difficult Thursday of 2010. Really? You think I, so? I thought it was difficult. It took me a really long time to figure out what the dashes were. So oh. we had were, uh, for instance, 20 across was production site chief. Yes. And then so so this is the so the fourth row of the puzzle was uh, 20 across production site chief, which was four squares long. And there was a black square and 21 across was a dash, at least in uh, on the on the uh, what do you call it? The, uh, the cross light version it was a dash. Oh, on the iPad version, too. I didn't have an iPad at that time. Well, I just wonder. I know in the Across Light version, when you printed this out, the clues for 21 Across and 22 Across were just dashes. But I didn't try it on uh, on any other things, like an iPhone or anything. Uh, okay. But I know that in the in the New York Times version, the print version, there was no 21 or 22 Across, and there was no clue listed. And in fact, those entries had no numbers in them, in the grid. Oh, really? Yeah, so you immediately then noticed... There was something weird See, going I on. I feel like that might have been easier. I think it might have been easier. Anyway, so then 2022 20, across, at least in the electronic version, was also a dash. Yep. So, uh, well, so, so what it was is that the the answer for 20 across uh, spanned across the entire row. Yes. Uh, so 20 across was plant manager. So it was broken up into three legitimate crossword terms: plan. T-Man, and Ager. Yes. You say legitimate crossword terms. I wonder what, in the 27 across row, where the clue was one getting a bouquet, and the answer was wine taster, it breaks up into win, Ada's, and tur. Isn't tur the prescription thing? I thought that was T-I-D. Oh. Well... What is, what is T-E-R? I mean, is it supposed to be, like, short for terrible, or... Like, I have no idea what tur is supposed to be. I don't know. 
I, I don't know. I don't know tur. Can anybody help us with tur? What is tur? I'm gonna I'm gonna search on 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 the wordplay. Okay. Why don't you search for tur? Well, but it doesn't. Oh, I see what you're gonna search for. Uh, yeah, tur is not listed as a separate entry for this puzzle on wordplay. But I don't know what tur is. Wordplay is very slow right now. Why don't you right, go well, to Friday? All right. Friday, December 31st by Caleb Madison. Why, why, don't, why doesn't Caleb Madison have any kind of a nickname? What's going on? He's too young. Is that it? You have to grow into a nickname? Mm -hmm. I see. Well, Caleb Madison's Friday puzzle is a themeless puzzle full of uh, Caleb Madisonese. Uh, I like this one. I like this one. You had J.J. Abrams in the top left corner going down. You also had P.T. Barnum, Bromance. Uh, uh, time after time, stick it to the man. That was good. Um, I don't care for I'm so glad. 17 across response to great news. I'm uh, so glad. I don't yeah, think I've ever said I'm so glad. Not for great news, maybe for okay news. Yeah, I'm, but I still I've never said that. I'm so glad. Uh, and this this also had a favorite of yours, I think. Uh, 54 across head start, and it was the lovely spelling of the letter H. H. I know you love those spelling oh. letters. Uh, so Tur has uh, shown up 35 times. In as the, what? As Dutch painter Gerard Blank Borch. Uh, thrice in prescriptions. Oh, you were right. Good. Um, those, are, those are the two main. The main. Huh. All right. Tur. Go Tur. figure. Uh, Saturday, January 1st, 2011 by Mark Deal. The Dentist of the Stars. Yeah, Mark Deal. This was incredibly difficult. Yeah, once again, kicking my ass. These are he he makes some impossible puzzles. I actually was two squares away from getting this completely correct. Really? It took me forever. I actually was one square away from no googling this. Really? Which square? I could not get the I crossing Anuka, Amy, and Hylum. Oh yeah, well that's just a guess. It was just a guess because I actually uh, – it's not Anuka. It, actually, it's Anuk Amy, and right. I, I had never heard of whoever it was, and I assumed that the first name was Anuka and that the last name was blank M-E-E. -E. Like Smee? Like, well, I had no idea, and this 11 down, this area where blood vessels enter an organ, no clue. Hylum? No. No no idea at all. I'll tell but you where I, I got screwed up. 52 down. Educational 52 down. ideal. Ah, I see. The answer is A+. Do you know what I put? I don't. I put all A's. Oh, interesting. All the A's. The problem with that is that three of the letters are exactly the same. They are. That a, would really e, screw o, you up. Yes. So when those worked, I didn't. it never occurred to me that it could possibly be wrong. Interesting. So I had banjo lick. Oh. Banjo pick. Okay. It seemed like something. Well, some people refer to little sort of musical riffs as licks. Yeah, it seemed like it could it could uh -huh. work. So, yeah, I actually I got that pretty quickly. Uh, actually, I think A plus was my was my first instinct. There was A plus, and I knew sixty one across was going to be unit because of that song from Guys and Dolls, a bushel and a peck. Oh yeah. Yeah, so I knew a peck was a unit. Interesting. Yeah, I don't know what the unit is. It might be like a quarter of a bushel, or Could be. ten tablespoons. I I don't know how many how many tablespoons are in a peck. That's a good question. Mike Knopfnagel, when you're teaching uh, cookery, are, are, do, you, do you measure any ingredients in, in pecks? Yeah. Do, do you have like a, a peck of flour? How, how, much, how much is in a peck of flour? Yeah. Is good that like question. a pinch? Is it like a pinch? 
I, I, good question. Sunday, January 2nd, 2011, by David Levinson Wilk. So it's called. That's what I said, David Levinson Wilk. I think you said Levinson. I don't think so. I think I said Levinson. We'll have to okay. replay it on slow-mo and find out. All right. Uh, this puzzle was called Works in Translation, and uh, several of the entries in the – well, several of the clues were printed, in the New York Times version at least, in uh, other Inuktitut languages. Syllabics. In syllabics. I don't think any of them were Inuktitut, but they, they were in, uh, in other languages, most of which I didn't know. And, you know, can't say I loved this one. You know what? I didn't love it either. I yeah, I mean, it's just, it's cluing things in other, and it was sort of like, well, even if I could recognize sort of what the alphabet was that it was working with, like, I can recognize a Russian alphabet, but mm -hmm. that doesn't help me understand anything about what it says. Right. So I don't know any Russian. Yeah, you know what? I I thought the theme was okay, but I this was one of those Sunday puzzles that eventually just felt like homework to me. A little bit. It was I just... didn't, Yeah. I, just, I mean, there were just too many things I didn't know, and uh, it wasn't satisfying once I figured them out. I just... The theme the theme was nothing wordplay-like. The theme was just sort of, oh, here's a bunch of things that the only common factor is that they're written in letters you don't know. Right. Yeah. yeah. So eh, I, it wasn't. I could have done without this. Yeah, I didn't really love it. I got to no. say, I did not love it. Sorry, no. David Levinson-Wilk, or Levison, whichever it might be. Uh, I think it's a silent end. It might be a silent end. That, that might be true. Uh, I did like the clue, and oh, maybe because I'd never heard the quote for 94 Down, comic who said, a short summary of every Jewish holiday. They tried to kill us. We won. Let's eat. Yeah, that is funny. I, I, but I like the comic, not the puzzle. Yeah. Sorry, once again, David Levinson-Wilk, and congratulations, Alan King, because I did like that quote. Uh, he has unfortunately passed away. So you don't think he's listening to this show? He might be. I don't know. Do we broadcast in the afterlife? I hope so. I really hope so, too. Yes. I, there's a lot of people I want to be hearing this show. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Most of the residents of hell, I think, should have yeah. to listen to, to some of these shows. I think they should have to listen to which was that episode where it was just me by myself uh, in Maine, and then you phoned in and talked oh, to nobody. Yeah. It, that was the worst episode ever. That's the one they should play on constant loop in all the elevators in and hell. Still, you know what? We went to a lot of trouble and a lot of innovation to put a show together, and everybody just complaint yeah i know isn't that true isn't that just the worst that's just the american uh what is it it's just the american way it's just what is it about people i don't know you know i thought we were on. pretty clever for putting together a really bad show lighten up people the yeah, world is an awesome up. place yeah. we live in a fantastic world so let's just enjoy what we've got ready what's all this <laughs> <laughs> let's not do accents oh are you so we could be goofy <laughs> you, you but you gotta be yourself <laughs> oh heavens <laughs> what's all this <laughs> hi gang dinner's ready <laughs> oh dear god